Hello everyone, I am Brennan Sahajan and I attend bar at Washington State's best beer bar, the Manitou Tap House. I decided to make a podcast because the regular customers who come in are the most eclectic group of people I have ever met, and I want all of you to know the perspective and stories from the people from my bar. My guest today is a rugged outdoorsy type, and though initially quiet, has a great story to tell. He is in the civil construction profession and getting back into the hunting game. The only meat he eats is from what he hunts. The recording is a little quieter, so I apologize for that. But uh, so very unique is this man, Tim Hutton. All right, we are live. Uh, first, Tim, I want to thank you for for doing this, I appreciate your time, and I know that your time is valuable. Um, so, that being said, let's just get in into this. All right. You okay. said live. It's not live. Right. I meant it recording. Okay. So, first question is: most of the questions are deep. You decided not to read what they are, so impromptu. All right. First question is: um, Who are you, and what led you to be that person? Oh, okay. Well, well, I, uh, I I think of myself as a as a as a mountain biker first. I guess I don't know. I, no kidding. It's a uh, that's my favorite thing to do. But I have so many different things I like to do that maybe I shouldn't label myself by what I like to do. But, hmm. Um. Uh, yeah. Time answering like, who are you? I'm a lot of different things. I'm complex. Okay, but it's interesting that you the first thing that you decided to uh, define yourself as is a mountain biker. Um, I don't know if I don't know if people do you think that other people think that about you when they think about how are we going to describe Tim? Well, he's a Avid mountain biker. Is that the first thing they'd say, you think? Huh, interesting. I would hope that they would say he's witty or a funny guy. Hmm. I think that I'm often trying to be like, crack a lot of jokes all the time at work. Um, so, personally, I think that that's how people would describe me if they were describing me from based on interaction. There's only maybe a handful of people in this world that I mountain bike ride with. Wow, interesting. Yeah. But you consider yourself a mountain biker. I ride alone a lot. Wow, interesting. Well, I mean, I ride with my dog. I've said interesting several times now. Interesting. <clears throat> mm. um, well, do you, when you think inside your brain, just you among your thoughts, and this guy talking to you inside here, are you thinking, Who, that guy's a mountain biker? Or what are you thinking? Hmm, alright. Make the guy a little bit deeper into my, into my psyche. Um, I think, uh, I think if I were to look uh, deep about the way I think about myself internally and, and the way I consider how I, uh, how I live, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a, a warrior. Oh, worry, not worry, worry. Um, and I worry about, about 
failure at any at any level. Mm. And um, but yet um, unwilling to really dedicate myself to a hundred percent ensuring that doesn't that that worry is taken care of. So for some reason learned or adapted to just kind of living with the worry hmm. and uh, so alone thoughts yeah that's sometimes that's what I think of well what I mean what led you to that were you when you're a little kid were you a worrier or like a uh, teenager or? maybe maybe fitting in I grew up in a, in a uh, suburbs of uh, in uh, northern Delaware right outside of Philadelphia between two cities North Wilmington and Philly, Philly being a dominant city, and Wilmington being a relatively small but uh, prosperous banking chemical city. And, in uh, Delaware? Yeah, in North Delaware. Delaware. Delaware, second Going to smallest city. Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> so like, don't blink, you might miss it. Yeah. It. Well, I saw this weird Delaware sign actually today, and it said, um, Small wonder, and the first, first state. The first, yeah, is it the first state. The first one to sign the Rodney Scott, Sir Rodney Scott, was the first gentleman to sign the. And tax-free shopping. Yeah, no sales tax. So, <laughs> uh, we get that in Oregon too. We don't go too far. Yeah, we don't go all the way to Delaware for that. Uh, no, I, I would say maybe growing up there, I, I was. Uh, I was the youngest and smallest of a group of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine kids. All of us lived. Um, you had to count on your hands how many siblings you had. You no, 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 no. I have one brother. Nine oh. kids, all within two years of one another, with me being the youngest, and my brother being no. My brother being the second oldest, and then one other guy being over in the end. So, of all these kids that live next door, like we literally live. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're there were nine of us, really eight, because one moved away at a pretty young age. We had so much fun together that there was a whole bunch of kids less than a block away, half a block away. We had wanted nothing to do with those, those people. Yeah. So, maybe that being the smallest one, always, you know, like picked last or something like that, and then seeing the. Uh, the success that all my friends had in, in sports and, and things like that drove me to constantly worry or consider about that and fitting in and being a part of that group as we all got older they got bigger hmm. maybe maybe no, I always wanted uh, approval from from the elder guys in my in my tight we were a pretty tight group so oh interesting so you hung out with the people that were around your block, like as a kid growing up. Like that's who we, yeah, I mean, all the way, all the way through high school. Even though it was like all those of same them, friends. all of them went to a Catholic private school, and my brother and I did not. Hmm. We we're the only ones out of our group of friends that didn't go to the same Catholic school. Went to public schools that were right by us. Yeah, right on. I'm pro public school. <clears throat> I don't think so. Yeah, 100%. You don't want a collar or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a man of the cloth. No. Um, 
Not at all. Well, that's interesting. But I think about riding all the time. I mean, I wish I was doing it. I mean, if I wasn't working, I would have a van and I would ride probably down south. You don't have those fatty snow tires? You don't want to ride in the snow? No, I don't want to I like to ski too, so or even back in through the cross country. Mm -hmm. No, I would probably, I'd probably jump in a van and I'd probably be down in like Arizona riding and then like, you know, maybe all the way around Oklahoma. Sure. I did that a while ago. I did a road trip down south and Gosh. I was unemployed and homeless and I just loaded everything up and drove south to Southern California, started riding and I'd stay somewhere as long as I could stand it. Mountain biking terrifies me. Yeah? Yeah. It's like the one extreme sport that freaks me out and always has. Interesting. Yeah. But would you get on a like motocross motorcycle? Yeah. See now that's like serious injury. But know? I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna do stuff like go off jumps and go crazy on a motor motocross. I mean oh, I just like them on dirt. Yeah. Yeah, oh I know. I was, I was just on one a couple weeks ago and it freaked me out. That thing was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'll do that. The one time that I went mountain biking, I totally wrecked. Yeah. That was not. That was not good. Well, it's I, I was pushed way beyond my limits. I shouldn't have done what I did. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. It takes a special kind of person to be a mountain biker, I think. Um. Well, this isn't a very smooth transition, but the next question is. A little more passionate, I would say. Uh, what would you die for? And is there a cause that you even think is worthy enough? You know, I'd die for Amanda. I, I love my wife a lot. She's uh, she's everything to me. So yeah. Um, the uh, or the cause. Life, my for, life, or well-being, even or or that of my family or whatever. For starving people in Africa. <laughs> no, I could, I could, uh, I could stand to help some people, and I, I, I would be glad to do that. But I don't find myself doing that. Yeah. I think that uh, I expect to claim that uh, as something that, that I completely understand. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, Amanda is uh, my wife is more that way. She worked for Mercy Corps and she's been to what we would call third world countries or you know, poor uh, places and philanthropy stuff. So she's getting paid and she did it for a job where she's away from me for months at a time and, and uh, living in really crappy conditions and like having to have armed guards and not be able to go anywhere. Oh. That's rough. Yeah, like, that's Jordan, those pictures. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah um, she was there, like, that's for a water project to the refugees from the Syrian war. And then she was down in Guatemala off and on for, for a couple of years doing stuff for the anti violence, gang violence, and the cartel. Sheesh, um, that's freaky uh, too. Stuff down there. And, uh, like, you can't, you know, things she'll tell you about how people live and the way we think of places. 
Guatemala was like this rainforest jungle, and yeah, they have that, but if, okay. if you grow up in Guatemala City, you might never see a tree, hmm. you know, or a plant. Sure. Because <laughs> it's just not there, so okay. it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's totally weird. She, she carries my water there. You know, the car. Carries your water. Carries my water, yeah. Is that what that phrase means? I guess, I don't know. <laughs> wow. That's how I'm using it. So you just let her go off and then you're like, I'll hold the fort. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> watch her dog. You know, she did it while we weren't married and everything. She'd mm. leave her dog here. Oh, really? Like, really, you watched her dog when she went off? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of the house. We live together. We're partners. I mean, yeah. we're almost, you know, like, make it sound like it's oh, less I, than it was. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that either. So, oh, all right. Awesome. Well, um, I mean, I've, I'm in the same position, but I have children, so I automatically, I would automatically say that I'd die for my kids. But, you know, if it really came down to it, would, would, it, would I really do it? I don't know. You never know until it's right then and there. I would 100% think in my brain I would, but who knows? Never been in one of those weird situations. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, but that's just what I think. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like thinking about that and saying that kind of thing, though. Anyway, yeah, so next question. Where does your inspiration come from? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, Got something inside telling you to keep going? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, a, lot, a lot of that has to do with my dad. Can you elaborate on me? I can, absolutely. <clears throat> so, uh, my dad, uh, I just think he's like, you know, an awesome, awesome man. And uh, I don't want to discount my mother, the most loving mother a son could have. But uh, um, my father's one of those uh, gentlemen who, who is a highly informed um, individual extremely soft-spoken um, everybody likes Richard you know what I mean like everywhere anybody he's around they like him you know what I mean he's not super chatty he's not he's not put off this he doesn't have a strong opinion and he'll listen to your opinion and completely disagree with it but not not be in the debate but just absorb that you know what I mean and maybe yeah. put a point out or two but really just that way, and uh, I think he sacrificed a lot in his life, um, throughout his life, and uh, to the point that it's, it's affected his entire, his retirement, everything like that, to, uh, to be a family man, and, um, and to support uh, my brother and I, and my, and my, and my mother, and has always uh, sought the most um, out of his life when given the opportunity, you know. Um, when he retired, he, he, uh, he they picked up and, and a trailer moved out west and he tried, 
he went he was a cowboy for a while. He did like horseback riding and oh. guides and stuff like that. And then he then he worked for like whitewater rafting place where he'd go on free rafting trips. And then he was a ski instructor for years and he just did all this stuff that was was all about him and his retirement. And my, at that time he thought my mom wanted to retire out west too and I lived out west mm -hmm. and lived not far from me in Colorado at the time. And, um, but when she said no, she's done with that, she doesn't like it, she wants to move back. He moved back, sold his house, left all that behind and is living in Charleston, South Carolina and absolutely does not like it there at all. Hmm. Uh, right now he's in New Mexico, he took off in his van for a road trip. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, you know, he, for years he still flew out and he taught skiing for years to do that. But you know, my mom's health was such that he needs to be at home more, so he's, he's home more. And he works a job so they have some money. He drives cars at an auction place. He's 82. Oh. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, He'll, uh, he reaches for the good times when he gets his a chance. He bought a sailboat when I was a kid and had that and did that sailing thing. And so he's always got, he's always reaching. He's gotten that stuff that he wanted and, and, and that. Um, but he doesn't with, hold on to it so with, much that it defines him. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. The family and everything else has always come first. Cool. By such a long shot that has dramatically impacted his time doing what. I know he wants rather to do. Be doing, yeah, that's right. That's right. But you say rather be doing. I don't know that that's true. I think he enjoys raising a family too. Sure. Yeah, I, that was a bad way of phrasing it. But I, I know what you mean. I just didn't know how to. Huh. That's very cool. He's a very charismatic guy. It's soft-spoken at the mm -hmm. same time. So I admire him a lot. You know, it inspires me to be more like Richard. That's very cool. Right on. I like that. And I also said Amanda. Um, you know those people that make the right decision about things all the time? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you have... I've, like, I've heard about people like that. <laughs> that, that, have the, that have that integrity that's never opaque or it's, you know, it's, it's always... Every decision is because, well, the, how, how could you... Do it otherwise, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and when you hear it back, you're like, people, well, I don't know if I can say that. Or that's Amanda. She always makes the justice, uh, just decisions about things and does the right thing and doesn't, couldn't, could not do the right thing. Wow. So, you know. That's a, not me. That's a pretty I make good lot <laughs> Walk right on into them. <laughs> yeah. You and me both. Yeah. Wow, that's that is some uh, virtue. Well, great answers. I like that. This next question is a good one. Uh, I it might be my favorite. Do you feel in control of your life? And um, if you don't, which most people say they don't, what holds you down? Interesting. I do feel in control of my life. Oh, Please do tell. Yeah. Well, I feel like I can get a job anywhere else I wanted to. I've always moved to wherever I wanted to go. I quit jobs and just go get a job where I want to try next. 
managed to always be there. So work was not an issue. Um, I got a great partner. I think she could pick up and go at the drop of a hat if we want to go somewhere or do something. I think that um, physical location doesn't hold us back. And then as far as like happiness, you know, achieving that, I believe I'm in control of that. You know, by uh, everybody's restrained by work, mm -hmm. job. But I mean, but I like what I do for the most part. I don't like a lot of things about it, but I like the physical act of being part of building things. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, um, there's things I'm not in control of, right? That's awesome. Of my life, yeah. So you don't feel like you're worrying then? Because you said you were a worrier. Yeah, so... Would that go hand... You, you, you would be uh, uh, amazed at the silly, stupid shit I'll worry about, right? Like, um, I'm going hunting this coming weekend for deer. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a really inexperienced hunter. I hunted a lot when I was a kid, teenager, and then uh, and then I stopped for like thirty years. Yeah. Um, and I've just taken it back up. So and I live on the East Coast, so I mean, so I'm really inexperienced at it. So um, I worry about what if there's snow on the ground. I don't have any white. I'm all I'm all dark. Either brown or green. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'll lay awake in bed for an hour worrying about that. But I mainly worry about work, you know, not succeeding at work. Yeah. Something about the, something about my my projects. I go, oh, well, little shit that will fester at me, things like that. The stuff that you're not in control of. When I say I. I I won't take the time. I could, I could make myself in control of that more, mm. and I, I find myself choosing not to try to make a decisions to say you have to count on other people for that. I don't take make the effort to go by or uh, obtain a cheap answer to my what if there's snow on the ground, you know. Mm -hmm. So I don't like act on those things, even though I sit and worry about them. That's, that's, and I don't know why, I don't know why, I just don't know, like, I mean, I justified my decision making, right, like, mm -hmm. there's a guy there that's, you know, paying a lot of money, who needs to be doing that, and all you can do is manage him, try to manage him to get him to do a better job of that, not go do that, mm. because <clears throat> you, you won't always have the time to do it, but I find that I guess I believe that you're better off just going ahead and doing that, and then I worry about it, and I don't do it. <laughs> it's just something that, I mean, sorry, I'm, I'm sort of laughing, but it just seems like a an endless circle. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah. Uh -huh. You know, you don't get gray hair, not, not worrying about anything. Right? Yeah, I mean, touche. I, I love it, yeah. Right? <laughs> 
<laughs> salt and pepper is great. Um, hmm. All right, this one is a. This is an interesting question as well. Um, what have you done that is truly wrong? And can something be truly wrong? Oh, interesting follow-up. So, I guess I've done a lot of wrong things in my life. I sure have. <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, I wish Amanda was here to answer that question. The way you were just talking her up, she makes all the right decisions all the time. And yeah, I'm sure she has a regret too. Uh, but um, you know, hers are her her wrongs are uh, weren't made minimal in comparison. Well, I guess, like I said before, like what, eyes wide open, walking into yeah, this is <laughs> this isn't a good thing to do. Um, so I was really, really not a good kid. So. Um, <laughs> That's actually the way that my mom describes me when I was a child. It's like, he feels really bad. Yes. He's not a good kid. Yeah. My mom usually opens up with, you know, he, when he was really small, his nickname was Snake. So. Wow. Yeah. So. What does that mean? I mean, there's so many different connotations oh, for that nickname. Yeah. yeah I don't know. She used to say, because I was real small or whatever, my brother was two years older, pick on me or something. People would be like, well, don't you want to, you know, like friends would come over like oh she'd be like, oh, don't worry about it. It'll it'll work itself out because I pick up a rock or a stick or something and hit him with it. So uh, so I guess I you know, wrong, yeah. That was the question, right? <laughs> Have you ever done anything truly wrong? Yeah. But it but it totally is based upon what your opinion of wrong is and you know, can something be truly wrong? Like it's a sort of a morality philosophical kind of question too. Yeah. At the same time, I mean. Uh -huh. um, well, I, I would say I did a lot of things truly wrong. I mean, you know, I, 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 uh, well, you don't need to incriminate yourself. Not a concern here. I, mean, I, 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 what I did wrong were like I would get myself into legal trouble. It's not that what I the act that I did was wrong. It's that I put my parents through. Mm. Through the the torment and the expense, my parents were not wealthy people, so the, to 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 bail me out, to provide legal services, to try to keep me out of jail, and things like that. Where uh -huh. I, I look back on that as like, oh my god, you know, it's just horrendous. There. When you think when you think about doing those things, though, are you do you ever think of? What was I really thinking? Like, what was going through my head? Why did I need? I so felt that I needed pressure. to do this. So fear pressure, just you know, yeah, yeah, drugs. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, that everybody likes doing drugs. That are doing that's doing drugs. I mean, that, but why do you need to be the guy that rolls up to you know Philly and you know buys a shit ton of dope and then brings it back? You know, I mean, why can't you just be a guy that's at first like, yeah, I'll do a liner. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta take a hit of that. You know, why do you gotta be that guy? I mean, there's not like there's money in it for you know somebody that uses drugs. So it's not about money. Yeah. It's just about being a guy that goes up and does it or something. I don't know what does that cause or I don't know. Why did you know wrong decisions, right? Lead to bad consequences. You know. 
And then I was married once before. Mm -hmm. Me too. So you should get an oldest son. It didn't sound like that was from the same. Yeah. So my uh, my first wife uh, became a drug addict, and uh, and uh, I mean I I left her for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's one of those people, you know, hooked on uh, opiate pills, ruins her, ends up turning heroin. Hepatitis dies. Okay. You know, because they're not going to like treat a somebody that doesn't need a liver transplant who's a heroin addict. So it's like, well, I mean, I bailed on on her at some point. Well, you take a girl when you get married, so that's always been a tough thing on me. I'm like, oh, you know, I could have done more. Could have stuck around, but you know, I've been through the whole rehab thing with her twice, and she just gets. You know, one time you go out, you go into a room, and you search because, well, because you're, you know, I'm used to it. <laughs> I'll be like, well, she's got dope somewhere in here. <laughs> sure enough, find an easy enough with pills and stuff. It's like, well, she's in rehab, but she's not in rehab. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's but like, uh, <clears throat> you know, she had an elderly mother that was her only, her daughter was her only living survivor while I've been through like a horrendous life with like an orphan and dad died not long before we moved to mom out to where was I living? Colorado Springs. Wow man. Yeah, I always felt a little bit bad about that. I mean but I feel like I I've uh, I've created a, a happy life for me and my and, and Amanda and uh, and my family's I'm not sure that there was any saving her. Yeah. So talk about is there is there any such thing as I don't that I think I can I can I find ways to justify it like you know what could you have done you tried but you didn't right I don't I I would not say that I think that is truly wrong. Mm. Interacting with someone I mean yeah I mean you tried there. Some some things you just can't change. Hmm. Gosh, man, I'm sorry to hear that. That's real heavy. Yeah, I don't. What you think? Like she died while we were married, or like doing something like um, man and I were living together. I got a call in the middle of the night, like from a Delaware phone number. I'm all right away. You think, all right, so who do I know that died? When your phone rings at two a.m. and you know that that's like midnight you know that's like 4 a.m. on east coast time yeah and so it was her best friend she, yeah, so and I, I remember at, uh, Amanda asked me oh how do you feel about that and I, I don't really know I'm not really I'm not surprised and what actually I feel bad for uh, her family uh, Nida one living relative Oh. Well, I mean, she had some cousins, but I mean, but I mean, her her dad had died. She had no siblings, and she had no grandparents. So I mean, there were some cousins on her father's side, but they weren't they weren't close hmm. at all. So <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. it's still it was a weird it's it was a weird thing, but 
Yeah. You knew that there was a problem and you didn't do something about it. It's almost like a thing where I worry about something but don't do it. In fact, maybe I got yeah. that from that. Hmm. So, interesting, but yes, you know. Yeah, but can you do wrong? Yeah, maybe not. I don't think that that's something you did wrong. Not that my opinion means anything, but that's my two cents. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that's hard. Sorry. Um, all right, and this, this question is a, is also a great, great philosophical kind of question, I guess, moral question. Um, what is your opinion about natural hierarchical order having to do with human beings or society? That's definitely part of the question. What's your opinion? I think there's been a prescribed or adhered to ones. I don't believe that they're, you said natural. I don't believe that they're the natural ones. Hmm. You don't think that people will automatically, <clears throat> maybe in like a search for power or to show power, they automatically take like a leadership role or do something and uh, to stand out, to be that powerful. Yeah, leaders are born, not... I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That's, I, that, that's kind of the question. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think of... I mean, in, in nature, the animal kingdom, there's definitely hierarchical order in every, everything. Yeah. Not only that, there's, there's like keystone species and things like that that are... Well, yeah, yeah, even even that with like the different uh, different species intermingling in the ecosystems and yeah, very. So, but you do does that apply to humanity? So, um, I think that I think that we're uh, sophisticated enough as human beings, and uh, for for the uh, um, when I said the keystone thing. limited diversity that is human being. Um, uh, and so, to me, when you say natural, I think of like, you know, the, the, na nature and or natural, meaning uh, more organic in the, in the way that you would perceive the hierarchical, <coughs> hierarchical thing. Why I ask that, you know, is there one? Because I don't think that, I don't think that there's a, a specified one, but I definitely agree with your follow-up question that was more about, was there, like as a, lead, as a leader born, is there somebody gonna, prone to, to, to become that, to become that leader? Well, is that, is that shaped by the environment that they existed in? Is it shaped by their uh, education or their, uh, or their wealth? And so, back to natural, there's not a natural one. I don't mm -hmm. believe that you're born a leader or born a higher tier of 
caste system or something. Yeah, it's just military, like cat, like like you're not you're not actually this existential being for a Buddhist. I mean, just because you were born that way. Um, however, I mean, think about hierarchical. I mean, you and I are, are, are Americans. I mean, right away that provides for a status of, of, of living being and expectation and we didn't cause that mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure that you believe in it uh, I'm not sure that I believe in it but I mean uh, realistically speaking we're, we're far more prone to be better off than any other uh, I guess I'll just put it like the North Americans European Western society, we have a higher expectation about the, the, the meaningfulness, the prosperity of our of our being, which is where I would like to place what hierarchical is versus uh, you know, dominant ability and or intellect. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> what about? What about tribal societies that have been around for thousands of years? I mean, I have different knowledge and yeah, different, yeah. And what they what they think of as a civilization and culture is just different than us. And Isn't it so fascinating that 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 whole way of looking at it? Yeah. I mean, like uh, yeah, for example, I mean, they had it figured out, right? Because they're not melting the earth and, and you know the right. torching each other. Well, Maybe they, maybe they, they are yeah that, but, <laughs> but uh, right but at the same time yeah yeah I mean you know like uh, the, time I, the time I spent in Alaska was it was a tremendous eye opener to that you know like oh yeah see, we look at the native natives, tribes there Native Alaskans and we think right away your first impression is these are simple people oh. I mean you just they just don't do much right okay well. Think about an animal in the in the in the in the environment. Now, Alaska is a harsh environment to live in. It's a mm-hmm. very harsh one. You know, what I mean, now it's got a wealth of resources because it hasn't been overpopulated and mm-hmm. fished and hunted and you know everything taken natural resources, they're easy resources extracted from it. Yeah. So, but so we look at them as like, well, they don't want to better themselves. So we th- we equate that with lazy, you know, but, but we it, have a vision of better. I was just gonna say, is better quantitative? Right. Yeah, and their better is well, what they're doing. Happier family, uh, more fish, not having a, a winter where you run out of food. <laughs> I mean, uh, getting a moose close to your kayak or you know something where you don't have to drag it across a mountain or mm-hmm. you know something of that nature. I mean, so. The, the the goal is different, so it's a fa- it, was, it was fascinating to me because I gotta tell you, you go out there and you think about I'm gonna work, I need to hire guys, I need to get this job built, and then you're and then you're like you know that you go to the, you're at the village and the village people want you to hire the the, the local natives mm-hmm. and so and you want to make you want to make good PR because I mean you're out of town you're gonna be in need of things stuff yeah. whatever it may be help equipment cars mechanics I don't know. Um, a knitter, <laughs> you don't know. Sure. But, so, 
So you, you, you put this effort forward and you're just so disappointed in the output that you're getting, right? Mm. And the guy's like, hey, I'm going fishing. I gotta go you know, tend the nets or moose. I'm allowed to shoot a moose now. And by the way, the natives are disgusted that they have to follow like these dates or go get a piece of paper to allow them, they were set put the way. I need to go get my permit so I can eat, feed my family. It really, it drives them absolutely batshit crazy mm -hmm. to have to go into town and get that. But I, I think about it, I was like, well, so who has it figured out? Us Western nation societies who are constantly attacking one another, torching the earth, and um, basically pillaging everything, and, and basically want to wipe out these, these, these people because we want to, there's some copper over here. And, mm -hmm. Fuck those salmon. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, I need to go get that copper. Uh, I mean, so who's got to figure it out? Like they, their life is is just as sustainable as sustainable gets. And they've been doing it a long time. Right, their quality of <laughs> life completely unacceptable to the standards you and I were born and, and, and raised into, and mm -hmm. can't fathom a, a, a existence remotely close to. That. Even though, by the way you would hear about it, you would think things are given to them, things of that nature. It's just not the, there's some subsidized, but there's not a, it's not like it, life was made easy all of a sudden. Yeah, no doubt. This is the final question, and it's kind of a fun one, but it's kind of serious too. <clears throat> what is your theme song? Mm. Man, I, I, I like to go with, I, I, you know, well, the one I want to go with is, is all used up, you know. Uh, oh, really? That, uh, what's that Zeppelin song? Run from the land of the ice and snow. Oh, the immigrant song. That's your theme song? I don't know. Sometimes I want to go with that or, you know. I'm also far more into the dead than probably any other band for, for, for me. And You're a deadhead? Yeah, I mean, that's what I listen to most of the time. Oh, no kidding. Dead or, yeah. Is, I mean, did you follow them at all? Did you go to concerts uh, and follow them? Uh, you know, I did, like, in like, high school times, whenever they came and, and everything. But, I mean, I like a lot of different music. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I always liked the dead. I always liked jam bands. I liked Fish when they came out. I liked Widespread Panic a lot, you know. Yeah, they're cool. So, all that stuff. So, um... So, uh, but you love the immigrant song. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, ah, the hard charging, you know, ah, that, that's a mountain biking theme song right there. I mean, it's a, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a get, you know, and I love skiing too, like the down through the trees, nuking down the mountain. I mean, just that whole more aggro approach to, <clears throat> well, that's a great answer. No, I think that's totally good. I don't really... I, I don't have a song that I can really identify with. I'm still trying to figure it out. I just... I love so many songs, and I have, like, different pieces of songs that I really... But I can't... I can't just stand behind one right now, and I don't know why. I mean, Sweet Leaf is always pretty pretty close to my heart, you know? Sweet Leaf? I don't know it. Can you... Black Sabbath? Can you sing... Uh, yeah, I mean... Um, it's a... Uh, all right. 
okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you introduced me to my mind. I love you deeply. I do know that song. Yeah. Oh, well, no, that's a good one, too. Sweet. That's awesome. 